we're going to just keep an atmosphere of worship tonight. Just enough for the old pastor to see a few notes. How are you out there? Feel the refreshing of a spirit tonight? Amen. I don't know about you, but the middle of the week, I could sure use a little refresher. Amen. <laughs> so good to be in his presence. I, I look forward to worshiping all day. Amen. Just look forward to being in his presence. And what a blessing it is to be able to lift up his praise, to use our instruments to glorify him. It's a powerful thing. Tonight, we're going to spend some time. We did praise. We're going to do some praying in just a little bit, but I want to encourage you tonight. I want to read you a few scriptures. Uh, if you'll go to Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 through 4, I'm going to read you a, one of the miracles of Jesus, and we're going to just dig into a little bit and see how it pertains to us when it comes to healing. Uh, we believe that the Word of God teaches that by His stripes we are healed. Anyone believe that tonight? Anyone have faith to know that God heals us? You know, sometimes we need to not get so fixated on the fact that God heals bodies because the greatest healing that God will ever do is when he heals spirits. When he takes someone who's lost in sin and regenerates them and they become born again and their eternal destiny is changed. See, God heals in a comprehensive package. God's health care plan is a good plan. He heals us body, soul, and spirit. He heals our mind, our will, and our emotions. Every place we need healing, it's available to us in Jesus Christ. Here in Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 through 4, we see Jesus catching up with a man who had leprosy. Now, uh, we're not uh, so familiar with leprosy as it's mostly cured now, and there's a vaccine for it and all of these things. But back in Jesus' day, if you had leprosy, it was a death sentence. Because not only would it kill your flesh cruelly, systematically, and slowly, but it would ostracize you from everyone else. If you were a leper, you were out of society. You were cast out. And the only ones that you could fellowship were other lepers. And here in Matthew chapter 8, Jesus encounters a man, and it says, And a man with leprosy came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, there's more, but just, just the bite that we've taken there is just so rich. Here's this man. He has a, a communicable disease. He can pass it on, so he's ostracized, and he approaches Jesus. Does Jesus recoil from him? Does Jesus tell him to get back like the Pharisees would? Do they yell, unclean, unclean, because that's what lepers had to do when they passed through crowds. No, Jesus takes him in and entertains him, and the man bows down in front of him, and he says, Lord, if you're willing. That, that's it's a powerful statement there. It's impregnated with a lot of faith. We're going to look at that. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. Did you hear that? Wow. Jesus reached out his hand, touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed, and immediately, say immediately, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. How many like immediate miracles? I like them, amen. Microwave miracles, ding, it's done. 
I like those immediately's. It shows the power of God. It shows the sovereignty of Jesus Christ. It shows his divinity. He touches him. I am willing. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. And a communicable disease, an incurable disease, a disease that was a death sentence and ostracized him from everybody else, instantly, immediately healed. Verse 4, and Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And there's so much in here for us tonight, and I only have a short time, and I don't want to go too long because I want to get to praying, but this man's approach to Jesus is something we need to identify and model. It says here that what? He approached him, he bowed down, and he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. His approach was with faith, and it was faith that was tempered with humility. You see, sometimes we can exercise faith, but we almost get a little arrogant with it. See, let me show you what I mean. When we think we can quote God's word back to him and demand that he does something for us in an almost pushy, demanding way, we've approached God the wrong way. We need to come by faith. We need to believe that he can, but we also need to remember he's sovereign, he's God, and that we really don't understand the intricacies of his will. So we approach him with great faith, but we do it with tempering our faith with humility. We don't demand, we don't command, we don't coerce God to do things for us. That's the wrong way to approach God. I've seen Christians quote scriptures to God as if they were twisting his arm behind his back. You gotta do this, God, because it says here in some scripture that maybe they take out of context. And the whole Trinity's going, what? You see, we have to come with faith, but we need to have our faith clothed in humility. I like this leper's appeal. It's impregnated with faith, but it's also dripping with humility. Lord, if you are willing, wow, that is faith right there. I know you can do it. I know it's a done deal. I know it's within your power and your ability. The only thing that I'm asking is, are you willing to do it for me? Wow, that's faith. It's not, well, if you can. Some people can, came to Jesus and said, if you can do anything, and Jesus is like, if I can. That's not faith. No, this guy had faith. If you are willing, I know you can do it. If you're willing, you can make me clean. He had faith, but he also bowed down and reverenced himself before Jesus, and he came in humility in such a way that his posture and his attitude, it, it moved Jesus to the point where he stops, and he reaches out, and he touches him. Jesus' response is both beautiful and encouraging. He says, I am willing. I believe when we learn to approach God correctly with faith that's clothed in humility, it's amazing. We're going to be amazed at what he's willing to do for us. Come on, you got to get this tonight. You know, it's the right approach. It's the right attitude. It's the right measure of faith. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, Jesus went into towns to do miracles, and the people had no faith. And what happened? Not even Jesus could perform miracles there. He shook the dust off his sandals as a testimony against them. A prophet has no honor in his hometown. Jesus was limited in, his, in the miraculous because of the people's wrong attitude, the wrong approach. I want you to grab tonight the approach of this leper because in some ways all of us have leprosy. We have an, an incurable disease of sin. 
that without a miraculous, gracious miracle from God will kill us. But because he's willing, we have hope. I want to give you one more scripture quickly tonight, and it is the scripture that gives us the foundation for having a service just like this. We should always make sure whatever we do in church is biblical. If you've ever been in a church that did things that were cultural or did things that were opinion-based or did things that were religious, you know, it, it sometimes gets weird and it sometimes gets uncomfortable. But anything that's done in order, that's biblical, that's initiated by the Holy Spirit is not uncomfortable at all. You know, what we do in the kingdom of God, what we do in the body of Christ, what we do in the church needs to be biblical. That means we can cite from scripture as an example, as an instruction or a principle that supports what we're doing. If there's no scriptural basis for doing something, maybe we shouldn't be doing it. All right, a couple people are getting it today. Here's what James 5.14 says. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much so the foundation for what we're doing is grounded right here in James exactly we we're, if we have sickness if we have uh, crisis if we have issues whatever we have whatever our needs are we bring them to the elders of the church we lay hands we anoint with oil we pray over them why because the prayer of faith shall save the sick we confess our faults we come up and confess our struggles and we get healing and we get freedom because it's what God told us to do. The biblical precedent for what we're doing is in James 5. And I want to close with this. Do you have needs tonight? Are you in crisis? Does your body need healing? Are your relationships broken? Come tonight. Come with faith. Wrap your faith in humility. Because Jesus is still willing. Amen.